WATV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, Bride. Are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org. Hello there, John. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you well. Very good. Hello. It's so nice to see you tonight. Yes, likewise. Praise the Lord. Yes, uh, I was telling everybody a little bit about you. You're John Miles from North Carolina. What part of North Carolina? Uh, we currently live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, you're, are you near the raceway? Uh, not far at all, actually. We're about, I could probably get to the raceway in about 25 minutes. Oh, wow, yeah. that's a huge raceway, let me tell you. Yeah, it's right the top of 485. Yes, yes, now before we get started on your Realtor Network, I would like for you to a lot of these people, they've never met you before. So we would like to learn about John Miles. Can you tell us a little bit about your life story? Oh, yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll try to be as laconic as possible. But uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, born and raised in <clears throat> Albany, New York. Um, youngest of five children. So, uh, you know, I was spoiled real good growing yeah. up. And um, so I grew up in the city of Albany and around 10 moved to the moved to the suburbs of uh, uh, Colony, which is the suburb of Albany, New York. Yeah. Um, boy. Um, Was from, you that, from there, you know. Uh, home? Was you raised in a Christian home or no? 
Okay, thank you for, yeah, th I appreciate that question because I, <laughs> when asked about life story, so many different directions and so many ways to start and, yeah. but yeah, I appreciate that. Um, So yeah, I was raised Roman Catholic. Oh. I went through, yep, I went through uh, Catholic school, um, K through eighth grade, kindergarten through eighth grade. My, my dad was a maintenance man there at the, the church and school. Um, and, and my mom actually worked for the diocese of Albany, uh, in uh, Albany, New York. Uh, so, um, so, you know, I grew up Roman Catholic and, um, church every Saturday, you know, um, very, as the, pretty much as devoted is, um, a Roman Catholic, most Roman Catholics would be, uh, for the most part, you know, just right. involved with pretty much everything going on. But I, I will say that. You know, my mom was, you know, never into and, and as far from uh, today, she's very far from many of the um, many of the Roman Catholic practices. So like in terms of like my mom never like, you know, we didn't really do the rosary too much or anything like that. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I was definitely raised that way. And, and I really held to a lot of the morality, you know, um, pretty much through most of even high school still went at the age of, um, I probably continued to go to church with my parents. So I was probably, probably 16 or 17 years old. It was just kind of like a, you know, every Saturday we'd go and, you know, we usually go out to eat after or go get some pizza or something like right. that. But after a while, you know, that, that morality was, it, it could only hold me so long. It was like, it was almost like, um, you know, sand, you, Bible talks about, Jesus talks about a wise man who builds his house on a rock, right. and a foolish man on sand. And, and it was like, you know, it was like um, rock mixed with sand. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a real solid foundation in terms of doctrine. And, you know, I, I by no means was spirit filled. Right. Um, so it was like, you know, a form of godliness. Yeah. Um, but, but just, without having no power, you know? Um, and so, you know, little by little just lost some of those convictions that I had and ended up just out there in the world, you know, um, going to college. I went to college. Well, first I started off going to community college. It was while I was in community college, um, that I, that I met my wife, not in, I didn't meet her in college, but okay. while I was in, college, you know? And so after maybe about, about uh almost three semesters of being in community college i met my wife and um then i joined the new york state army national guard so i was away for four months um in training yeah. came back community college went on finished my four-year degree at suny Cortland, and uh yeah what and even though major? you know even though, my, even though my wife and i were you know my wife was was raised um spirit filled um apostolic and and uh very devoted to her faith um raised in a christian home yeah. um you know she had she she was out there i mean we we were both out there you know you know most people know what i mean when i say you know we were out there in the world and, um but but she still knew enough my wife still knew enough to go to church at least on Sunday, you know, um, yeah. she grew up going Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, prayer, devotion, you know, just fully uh, devoted to the faith. And then so yeah. she still knew enough to go. So I started going with her. 
I was like in college, I was, I, so I, I started becoming very, you know, inquisitive, philosophical, definitely searching, you know, trying to be smart, trying yes. to be some kind of wise, you know, um, thank God I didn't have the beard back then. Cause I really would have thought I was something, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh but no, I really was. I was like I was I was eager to make a difference. I was like, you know, I was taking classes in college that were like, I'll give you an example. I took uh social problems of black America because I wanted to know about problems. I wanted to know cuz I wanted to be a part of like helping. I was like, you know, just wanted to make a difference and yeah. you know. So I was searching. So when I started going to church, you know, with her going to church, we, we could actually talk about that terminology a little bit, too. It's just uh, we're kind of getting away from that, you know, saying going to church because yeah. we are. the Yes. But, you know, when we when we were going to, to fellowship and um, on Sundays, you know, uh, I, I was hearing the word like I had never heard it before. I honestly I had never oh. heard preach the word of God. Uh, and God just really started becoming alive, like like God is real, like God is real. And um, that is so amazing. And so His word started to work, you know, in me, and it was really just a seed. And and then just through circumstances, God dealt with my wife at the time, you know, fiance, girlfriend, what have you. And you know, the Lord was dealing with her. The Lord was dealing with me. I remember so many times. Where I would say, where I would say to her, you know, she'd be real quiet, and, and I'd say, you know, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And and she wouldn't respond, you know. And now, you know, I always say, looking back, I, I know that the Lord was just dealing with her, you know. Mm-hmm. And she, she she would just like never open up in those moments. So was, like she'd be real quiet. And of course, you know, is it something with me? You know, some. And I just she never would give me like a real good answer. Yeah. And look at. You know, um, and, and I mean, since my wife and I have been saved and married and I, I've never had one of those moments with my wife ever since, since we've been saved, living for God and, and married, uh, I've never had a moment to where she was so quiet that she wouldn't share what she was being quiet about, you know, yeah. and so it was definitely the Lord dealing with her, Lord started dealing with me and just through circumstances, you know, um, the, the Bible says no man can come unless the spirit draws and. The Lord was just drawn and drawn. It's, you know, the Bible says the love of, of God that constraineth us. And and he was just, I, I mean, it, his, his mercy and his grace was just so abundant. It's like, it, it's it's hard to resist after a while. You from know, you that could, moment, <clears throat> from that moment, when y'all started going to church pretty regularly and you started uh, learning God, basically what you was doing, uh, you was getting a revelation of him from that point to where you started your ministry. How many years is that? Oh, it's been, it's been a lot. I mean, it's been, it's been like 15 years. Wow. So, um, we went, yeah, we went to, so our church in, in Troy, New York was, uh, um, Redemption Church of Christ. I mean, that's our family. Yeah. Um, was, is, always will be. That's, that's our foundation. Um, that's where we were just nurtured. And so in the faith and, and in the faith, I could say faith, 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 you know, um, and I'm, I'm so grateful because 
just for being fed the rich word, uh, the rich, unadulterated word of God, and just being taught um, to always be relevant, you know, and we always, you know, I always want it to be relevant, um, always listening for God's voice. Like, what is God saying right now? What is he saying to me? What is he saying to his people right now um, at this time? And, and, um, and so after being there for, you know, after, you know, being in fellowship there and being in ministry there for um, 15 years, um, I know, I know we both felt very full and, and we felt, uh, uh, I hate, I try to steer away from uh, the word feel, but um, cause it, cause it was more than emotion. It was, yeah. but we knew, we, we knew that there was, there was something more and that we had to launch out, that we had to go. It, it, it was like, it was a calling from God, you know, um, there was a hunger for something more. And before we left, my pastor said to us, you know, I remember he said, faith, faith, faith. When we went to the altar to get prayer before we left, that's what he said. And that's something that I lean on constantly because we could have come to Charlotte and we could have gotten real comfortable. It, it's really easy when you get away from where you've been fathered in the gospel and where you've been nurtured, you know, but, um, you know, some people leave too soon yeah. and they're just ready, you know, and, and I'm just so grateful for God's um, keeping power for his grace. It's no goodness of our own. Um, when we came to Charlotte, could have easily gotten comfortable because it's a city that has so much to offer. You know, it's mm -hmm. just there's so much to do. If you're in the world like like, oh, I mean, you'll love Charlotte, especially <laughs> if you're in the world. You know, so, so here, so this, kinda, this will lead into um uh, talking about our ministry. So when we first came here, I, I just was trying to be so humble. I, I wasn't trying to like start our own church or start our own ministry. I knew God had called us to lead in ministry. I knew we had been fed and that we knew the doctrine and, and that we, we just, we were, uh, we knew how to hear from God. Right. And, 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 but I was trying to be humble to put us under, you know, so we were looking for, um, a place where we could, where we could dwell yeah. And had some places out just and then we thought we found a home and um and it, it you know that things kind of crumbled there. Um things kind of crumbled and and the Lord said at that moment the Lord said I've set before thee an open door that no man can shut. And um and at that point I said, "All right, this isn't about pride and humility. This is about doing what we are called to do." Yeah. You know. And um, and so I called my wife and I shared that with her. I called my pastor back home and I said, you know, I, I kind of felt like, you know, um, like, where do we go from here? And so I called and I said, you know, I wanted some confirmation about just having church at home because I'm like, we're wandering, looking for a place to kind of like lay our head and, and there's no place. There's no place. It, it's just, I discerned that there wasn't going to be a place that it was time. Yeah. And so we you know, went into a wilderness experience of like, just like, you know, something totally different, having prayer and devotion at the house. And, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to be very truthful. I'm not going to tell, you know, uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, all of a sudden it, this was great. Like, oh yeah, we're having prayer and devotion at home. And this is wonderful. It, it, it has truly been a wilderness experience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, but uh, in it, there's been valleys, some mountaintops uh, along the way. 
but God has taken us to an awesome place to like trust in him and to like lean on him and to just seek after his heart. And like, and so that kind of led to driving around Charlotte. I'm a teacher in Charlotte at, um, at a high school here, a uh, physical education teacher and a college readiness class I teach. Um, but uh, I also Uber drive. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, God's timing and er everything, he orchestrates everything so perfectly. Yeah. Um, just, you know, kind of like what led me to doing that. And, and so I'm out driving and, you know, just meeting different people and stuff and really getting to know the city, seeing the city. And I'm watching all these buildings go up, uh, apartments everywhere, buildings everywhere. And, um, and then I'm hearing news about like, um, how many homeless are in Charlotte? There was an article I came across months ago about uh, 4,000 homeless children in Charlotte Mecklenburg school. And so I'm starting to hear about this and the Lord's dealing with me. I'm, I'm starting to see buildings go up and I'm starting to get like kind of angry. Like, because I know that poor people are being pushed out of their homes. I'm seeing the homeless out on the street. I work at a high school, a title one school where there's, there's poverty. And so, you know, I, you know, I see it in, in the mindset. I see it in, I see. really started um dealing with me about what we were called to do so um you know people would get in in my vehicle i'd be uber driving you know we talk about the growth and i'd say yeah but you know like well what about the people who are getting pushed out you know of their apartments and stuff like that are going up and you know there's gentrification and, and they'd say oh yeah you know yeah you're right you know yeah and these people there, you know, I, I literally saw people's eyes like start to open, like stuff that they didn't really think about. Well, that's, you know, cool. yeah. Yeah. And the Lord started. So the Lord gave us, you know, Luke four eighteen and 19. And, um, I also want to thank, um, I, um, you know, uh, brother William, who, who actually mentioned me to you. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank him because he confirmed that Luke four eighteen and 19. And, and I'll never forget that, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent yeah. me to heal the broken, to preach deliverance to them that are captive and recovering of sight to, to those that are blind. And, yeah. um, and so that, I said, that's his mission is our mission to preach the gospel to the poor. Yeah. And, and, and James one twenty seven pure religion undefiled before God, God and the father is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction yeah. and, to, and, keep him, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Okay. So the Lord gave us like just these scriptures that we could really stand on in ministry. And, um, and then second Corinthians eight, 13, 14, 15 about our abundance being a supply for others needs. So that their abundance will be a supply for our needs and that there will be nothing left over and going back to the book of Acts and about them having all things in common. And yeah. so we've always called ourselves apostolic. Um, denominationally, we were apostolic. But I say, when people ask me now, I say, no, apostolic is, is way beyond. Apostolic is our faith. We're built upon the foundation of the prophets and apostles, Jesus being the chief cornerstone. So we model ourselves after the apostolic church. Yeah. It's not. 
just what we are. It's what we aspire to be. Right. You know, and, you know, we know that there's a business model church out there that we know that, that there's a template to follow. Yeah. If, if you, you know, a business model church, but then there's the apostolic church that models um, herself, uh, the bride, uh, who models herself after the apostolic church. It says, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where's the good way and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your soul. Yeah. We're earnestly contending for the faith that was once given to the saints. And so we have to go back to that old path where's the good way. Jesus even said, he said, you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. But he says, you've left your first love. Yeah. He says, return to your first works. So what are our first works? Preaching, repentance, and remission. Right. Uh, repentance and baptism in his name um, uh, and, 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 and ministering the spirit of God um, um, to those who believe. And, and it's honestly, it's the simplicity that is in Christ. You know, yeah. Paul says, beware of the serpent beguiled Eve, that our minds too should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You know, it's that the narrow way isn't a complicated way. Right. It's, it's a, it's a way. And, and, and it's uh and, and we're going to be pressed and we're going to be tried. But it's not a complicated way. You know, it's simplicity that is in Christ. It's obedience. You well, know? I'm going to pause you for a minute. I'm going to pause you for a moment. Brad, I'm going to read to you what he has on his website that tells the backside of the story about him following God in faith. He says, I am very devoted to my faith. This is on your Facebook page. You say, I am very devoted to my faith and to my family. I have been blessed with an awesome wife, Janelle, which she's watching. Hello, Janelle. Uh, awesome wife, Janelle, and six beautiful and amazing children. Alyssa, Elena, Aaliyah, John, a.k.a. Bacon. I thought that was funny. William, a.k.a. Uh, Chachi, and Elijah a.k.a. Wally. I like the way she spelled Elijah. Uh, a.k.a. Prince Wally. My three daughters are gospel singing sensation, all known as the Miles Tone. And their harmony is so natural and their beauty extends from sight to sound. Last year, we launched out leaving the Capital District of New York after spending our whole life there. We felt pregnant and led to move to a place where we could give birth to all that has been deposited into our lives and seek opportunities where we could make a difference in the lives of others. While visiting my wife's aunt in Charlotte during the summer of 2015, I accepted a teaching position at West Charlotte High School on Thursday. On Friday, we traveled back to New York, packed up our apartment. I think this is so cute. Packed up mm -hmm. our apartment on Saturday and Sunday, and we were back on the road in a U-Haul truck and minivan with five children on Monday. Brian, listen how awesome this is. A songwriter once said, we come this far by faith, and that is our testimony. We moved away from a loving family and friends and great church home. Therefore, our expectations are nothing but the absolute best from great to greater. So here's the next milestone. Beginning a career in real estate, 
that we trust and believe will open doors to awesome opportunities for our family that will allow our family to be a blessing to others. I am excited to learn, grow, and produce, and so grateful for the opportunity to assist and serve you in fulfilling all of your real estate needs. Yes, ma'am. And that was three years ago? Uh, that... When I when I wrote that, yeah, no, I wrote that. I got my real estate license about a year and a half ago, so oh, okay. it was about a year and a half ago that I wrote that. Yeah, and um, thank you once again for redirecting. I'll tell you, I it's there's so much, like there yeah. there is so much, and I realize I can't tell it all. I I, I do, and I thank you once again for kind of helping me guide me through this because. There, there's so much spiritual. There's so much natural. It's, it's, um, God is just done great things, is doing great things, and we're so excited for what He's going to do. But thank you because that, that does bring us to the vision that I, yeah. I definitely want to share. So I, I was talking about driving around, seeing the growth, talking about the homeless in Charlotte, yes. starting to feel the burden. Um, and so, so, so here's the question. So. We see what's not being done, right? Um, and we and we could talk about that, and we will. We we will talk about what's not being done, yeah. Because I think we need to. Their eyes need to be open to that. And um, but um, remember that class I told you I took in high school or in college, social problems of Black America. Yes. I had my teacher. Uh, this reminds me. I probably got to get in touch with him, give him a call. But Mr. Pompey, he always used to ask whenever we point out an injustice or something wrong he'd always say what are you going to do come on i'll never what are you going to do that's right so um that that will always stick because we can talk like i said we can talk about what's not being done and but what am i going to do about it so so i'm going to do what i'm what god has called me to do it says he's called us into glory and virtue so i know what i do has to glorify him that's right amen and so i say we're going to follow the mission that Jesus Christ had. We're going to follow his mission. And um, we're going to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And so I said, how, you know, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? So I said, well, they're homeless, so they need homes. They're hungry, so they need food. So I got this, this, this vision in front of me and started really dreaming about um, I think there's something special about the number 12 because because Jesus had 12. He chose Never. 12 yeah. apostles. I think there's something special about that number. I think every classroom every classroom in, in America should have a 1 to 12 ratio, but we know that that, that would never happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But I said, let's have, um, we can, we're going to have 12 unit, a 12 unit, not, not shelter, not rescue mission. We're going to have 12 homes. Either it's going to be in a building, 12 tiny homes. And uh, and so we haven't really, you know, yeah, we're, we're still working on that. But it's going to be 12. And for every 12, there will be um, a ministry center, a place where fellowship will take place, praise, worship, teaching, preaching of the word, a place where people can really come and pour their gifts into the 12 families that are there. 
Um, and oh, so I love that's it. Well, where's the funding going to come from? So I'm going to share something. Some of you may know, if you know anything about real estate, um, you'll know about this. And, and I honestly, when I got my real estate license, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I, you know, a lot of real estate agents, they have uh, a spouse that works another job that has the benefits and stuff. So they don't have a whole lot to lose. Whereas I, I work and, and Janelle stays home with our children and homeschools our children has been doing that. This is like the fifth year that she's been doing that. Um, and we're so grateful for that. And we never, ever would compromise that yeah. for any reason. So I'm like, I'll do whatever I have to do, continue to work. If I got to work two jobs, whatever it takes. So I just did not feel led to, to launch out and, and do um, uh, become a full-time real estate broker. It, I, I had no leading at all yeah. to, to do that. Um, I knew to be a good one, it took a lot of time and dedication. And, and I could have. I, you know, I, I look at so many opportunities now over the years. I say, I could do that. I could make, man, I could make a lot of money doing that. I could make money doing this and that and the other thing. But I said, I'm not called to do that, you know. And so... Um, and so I, I said, I'm going to stay teaching. And, um, and just after praying about it, um, I realized that real estate referrals pay 25%. So I'll quickly explain. So if I refer someone to an agent, when a, when a um, sale or purchase is made, when that agent receives their commission, I get 25% of that commission, which wow. is substantial for a referral yeah, that doesn't yeah. take a whole lot of time and so um but without it that agent isn't making anything so yeah, yeah. you know so I, I said well this is great because i could do referrals anywhere and so um i thought well if i refer people i could i could uh vow a percentage of what i'm making towards homes for the homeless. So how perfect is this that the sale or purchase of a home, especially here in ah! Charlotte, funding is funding a home for someone who's homeless. Yes. Now, now if if other real estate agents I love it. get that vision, if we if we could get that vision, and I understand everybody has different needs. I, I understand some real estate agents need all their commission. I understand that. But, but, but if we could get this vision of, okay, people are losing their apartments and everything. There's a lot of homeless. You have million-dollar homes being sold here. Wow. Here in Charlotte, there's – let me give you an example. A, a home is being purchased for 200000 It's being leveled. It's being knocked down. It, it's, they're spending, like, you know, maybe one hundred fifty to 200000 to build it up, right? So – and then they're selling it for, like, you know, five six $600,000. So – that's kind of like what they're doing in some of these neighborhoods that, that they're gentrifying, you know? And so I thought, how great would it be if a percentage of that, um, that, that sale or that, uh, you know, that purchase of that home goes to help someone who got pushed out of their apartment or doesn't yes. have a home, you know? And so that's the vision that God gave us. And in the meantime, that's a great big vision, yeah. you know, and, and, um, and there's no doubt, God, there's no doubt it will be fulfilled um, in God's timing, according to his good, acceptable and perfect will. Um, but in the meantime, what happened was, you know, the Bible says he that if you're faithful in that, which is least, he'll make you rule over that, which is great. And you can't yeah. despise small things. So in the meantime, 
our neighbor who uh, who lives a couple doors over, um, Elaine. If I, I think I saw her um, a little while ago, uh, if she's still watching. Um, God bless you, Elaine, and thank you so much for being a part of this testimony. Um, she uh, at her at her church, um, they were doing uh, a food drive. So she had invited us. We weren't able to make it, but she still brought food home for us. And my my daughters went over and brought the food over. And just due to some dietary restrictions, um, we looked at some of the food and we're like, oh, like we're, we're not able to eat some of this food. And then my wife, um, the Lord uh, put on my wife's heart to make bag lunches that we could bring downtown, which here in Charlotte, we call it uptown, that we could bring uptown yeah. to the home of Charlotte. And so God gave her this vision of writing scriptures on uh, the, the lunch bags and and putting a banana and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, and some fig, uh, fig Newtons in there, fig bars, fig Newtons, and a water. And so, you know, the budget's like $80 a week. It's like a dollar a lunch, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, we've been doing it for, uh, I think, six weeks now. And it is such a blessing. Oh. I mean, it is. A, I want to share this. There was a gentleman. Um, I, I, there's. We've met. We've met so many different people out there, and they all have stories. And it 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 is. Oh, it is. Uh, I'll tell you. It's like the paradox of it being so refreshing, but also <laughs> carrying such a burden because you have to. You walk away from these people, and you want to bring some of them home with you. You want to like yeah. bring them home at that moment but like i said everything in god's time i want to share this one quick one so there was a guy I, I would hold the lunch bag up and read the scripture to everybody you know um this poor man cried and the lord heard him saved him out of all of his troubles you know so i'd hand it to him and so i went to go read it to one guy and he goes i can read and i go oh i know you can read but i, I want to read it to you and he was like oh forget about it and he started walking away so i was like Okay, that was the first time I had that. That was like the first week we went out, right? Yeah. So um, I walked down, and he had sat on a bench of a bus stop, and, and his friend was next to him. I read him the scripture. I gave him the lunch bag, and then I just smiled at him and handed him the lunch and, and uh, the lunch bag, you know, as uh -huh. if to say, look, you know, okay, fine. You're not going to let me read the scripture to you. I'm still going to give you the lunch, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what, every week, his smile gets greater and greater when Aww. he sees us. This, this, oh, my goodness. This week, he was so happy to see us. He said, oh, I didn't think I was going to see you guys. And he was so excited. I said, look at what the Lord is doing Aww. to the heart. Look at what God is yeah. doing to the heart. Yeah. You know, and... And I'm just, I'm so grateful. The kids come, my daughters and my sons, they're eager to get out of the van. They want to get out and hand people lunches. They don't want it oh. to just be me. They want to get out, you know? Yes. And so we decided more recently with my daughters at Sing. Um, and and uh, my oldest son will be singing with them real soon. I've been saying that for a while. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he he's going to sing with them. I mean, no doubt about it. But, you know, we want to start getting out a little earlier. Because we really want to start praying for people. Not to say we haven't. We've had some great opportunities where some some uh, great opportunities to pray for people who are really seeking prayer. Yeah. And uh, we really want opportunities to 
uh, it wasn't just meeting the needs, but uh, the the natural needs. But it was he was called to preach. He the spirit of the Lord was upon him to preach the gospel to the poor. Oh. The gospel, the good news that uh, from uh, the good news of Jesus Christ has to be preached yeah. and has to be taught to the people. And so we need more time to get out a little earlier. Um, and and also give my daughters an opportunity to sing for some people. And, and hopefully um, the bride um, gets a chance to, to hear the girls at some point, maybe, you know, sometime down the road. Yes. Um, it'll be able, to be able to come on. But um, their voices are anointed. And, and their first single is uh, is going to be coming out very shortly. Aww. The music is on produced by a gentleman out of the Bahamas. Um, and so we, like I said, there's so much to tell. Um, Dr. June, there's so much to tell. I don't, you know, like I said, I, I, I know you'll cut me off if I go too far, but no, I, you know, I have a couple of questions based on what you've shared already. Okay, great. This is what I was doing was writing down. Great. Okay. Great. Uh, you said that y'all spend about $80 a week on the homeless. That's right. That's just on the bag lunches. And you know, I, yes. And I think anything over that, we really want to start, you know, I need like, I'm, I'm looking to meet with, like, a trustee soon. I need, like, because, you know, there's some legalities to it in terms of when funds come in for, for the vision of the actual homes. Um, we need, like, a trustee, you know, for these funds to, to be, you know, cared for and, and uh, accounted for, I should say. Yeah. Um, so we need, you know, an architect and we need builders and, you know, we're not anxious for Bible says be, be anxious for nothing, be careful for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let our requests be made known unto God. So we know that the Lord will open up doors. Well, I uh, want to ask you, I want to ask you, uh, do you have a PayPal, a way for people to donate to help? Yes, yes, we do. So on our page, as of right now, we don't have a web page, we have a Facebook page. So our Facebook page, and for those of you that don't know, Pulse is People Unify Loving Souls Through Evangelism, a vision that God gave me a long time ago when I wasn't quite as uh, grown in the Lord. So I, the vision had to do with going city to city, which Pulse Charlotte hopefully will one day become Pulse, you know, um, in other cities. Yeah. But People Unify Loving Souls Through Evangelism with the same vision. Um so Pulse is uh is on Facebook as Pulse Charlotte under uh under groups. Um I do have my Pulse Realtor page also. So Pulse Realtor Referral Network and uh, Janelle posted the PayPal, but the page so okay, so I don't want to lose people here. So the Pulse Realtor Referral Network is on Facebook. Yeah. If you type in Realtor Referral Network. That's my real estate page for for referrals. Okay. okay um, Pulse Ministry page is Pulse Charlotte. Okay. Pulse Charlotte under groups. And you'll see a heart with James 127 in it. Because there is another like Pulse Charlotte that's not a ministry. It's something else. Um, I, I think it might be like a nightclub or something like that. But under groups... Pulse, Char uh, it'll say Pulse, um, and then it'll have a heart with James 127 in it. That's how you could uh, distinguish it under groups on Facebook. Okay, I'm sharing that link now.
Uh, to you, Brian, Janelle has been posting uh, the PayPal address for y'all if you want to donate there. And now I'm posting that group, the uh, oh, Pulse group. Great. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So uh, this Realtor Network, can you talk to the bride a little bit about it, how it works, like if there's realtors watching? Oh, absolutely. So um, the way it works is so, so simple. If anybody has a real estate need, whether buying or selling, okay. commercial or residential, it doesn't matter where you are in the country. You can go to my page, send me a message, contact me, call me. Um, I feel totally comfortable with sharing my number. It's 518-892-8991. I, I still keep my Albany number, um, the 518 area code. But it doesn't matter. What's that? Say it again. Say your phone number again. Of course, it's 518-892-8991. And so okay. if anybody has a residential or commercial real estate need, it doesn't matter where you are um, in the country, you can call me or message me. I know that seems a little unorthodox and non-traditional. Why would you call someone in Charlotte, if you have a real estate need in Washington, because the, the referral network that I'm a part of has agents all over the country. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. yes, that's perfect. That's the, that's the number. So, um, so if they call me or message me, I can immediately get them in contact. I immediately send the referral. I get, you know, I get some details from them, talk about their need to buy or to sell and, um, get all those specifications. And then I immediately refer it to someone in their area that's reputable, that's experienced, that they can really count on. And, um, and once that referral is made, that agent then works with them. And when the purchase or sale of the home or the, resident or the commercial property takes place, then that agent gets a commission and then I get 25% of that commission. Once I get 25% of that commission, we're starting off, we're starting off with um, pledging ourselves 60% of our profits to, towards uh, Pulse and towards uh, the vision of building homes. Wow. Um, homeless. And so um, some, some may ask, well, why not 8, 70, 80, 90% or all of it? And um, the reason for that is we're, we're, we don't want to just be, you know, uh, ministering with um, funding. We also want to be on the ground. Yeah. So I, I, my, one of my goals is to um, Uber driving has, I've made, you know, it's been a blessing and, and it's had its benefits, but I really want to get away from Uber driving so that my feet could be on the ground a little bit more doing more ministry. So yeah. that would allow. A little bit more income to come in to help with actually doing more on the ground ministry, um, more yeah. ministering out on the street. I, I mean, I got to get my girls out on the street singing more. We got to get out praying for people more and just yeah. spreading the gospel of Jesus. Uh, P, it, prayer and the gospel are more needed more now than ever before. Yes, because people come on, are, hey, people are, hey, me. 
there's a, there's a falling away from the faith. There's a falling away from truth. Yeah. People have grown impatient. People are forsaking prayer and forsaking the gospel because they don't see uh, because they don't see results in their time. And so there needs to be a presence yeah. uh, of a uh, ministry out on the street right. that that people can see. They need to see um, evangelism. Of yeah. we say people unify love and souls through evangelism because evangelism is the pulse of the body of Christ. It shows that the body of Christ is alive. You know, yeah. evangelism, edification, and spiritual excellence and virtue. I mean, that's that's what we're called to do. Right. right. And so, um. If anybody has a real estate need out there, they could get in touch and you could be confident that and rest assured and know that you are um, not only going to be blessed and, and be helped in your endeavor, but you um, will be a blessing to someone else in having a roof over their head, you know, and um, and I'm I'm super excited about it to, to just to watch it happen Um and uh, just to have a place where healing can take place, deliverance and salvation, because that, I mean, ultimately we could go out and, you know, hand food out and, and do so much, but we want to see souls saved. We want to see souls yeah. delivered in Jesus' name. Now I have another question. Okay, let's say for my house that I'm selling now, what if yes. there is a real estate person near me that I like? But I want okay. to use your network to access them. But they're not, oh, I, maybe they're not in the network. For sure. As long as you don't already have an agent, you know, um, as long as you don't already have an agent, um, I can refer. Um, oh, I understand it. Yeah, they don't have to be in my network. I can refer out of the network also. Oh. I can refer to any agents. Absolutely. Gotcha. They don't have to be in my, in, in my network. But, I mean, it's a good way for them to learn about your network, though, ain't it? Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then they could um, become a part of it um, if, if they wanted to at that point. They could become a part of the network so that they could get referrals in the future also. Yes. For sure. In their area. Well, absolutely. let me ask you this. You've been in Charlotte how many years? So, three years we've been in Charlotte. What is going on there with uh, the situation of where the gentleman shot in the church? Do you know anything about that? How it's going there? Okay, so you're talking. Are you talking about what happened last year when we had the little bit of rioting and so forth? Yes, I think so. Okay, so that's a uh, that's a really that that's a very good question. Um, well, I'm it's the same. I'm wanting to yeah. know, like, what is the atmosphere of uh, Charlotte, you know, like, going on there? Uh, immediately following, it obviously was escalated. It was, um, it was, it was intense immediately following for a little while. Um, but I would have to say that the climate is probably the same as in every city that is expo as long as there as long as there's um media in your city yeah. and there is the climate is going to be the same um uh generally there's going to be moments of intensification but there there the, the, you know um there is going to be the same climate everywhere there yeah. ri uh, race is being used to drive 
politics is being used to drive. But the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Yeah. And we we need to stand on a rock. And we, we need to be proactive in what we were called to do. Yeah. And no man that wore it, who fights the good fight of faith, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him that has chosen him to be a soldier. We need to do what we are called to do. We need to stay focused. Yeah. Paul says, where, where for seeing we're encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin that does so easily beset us. Well, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we cannot take our eyes off of Jesus. As yeah. soon as we start to pick a side. Now, of course, we as Christians, of course, of course, you know, we have a side that we take in certain issues, like in our heart. In our heart, we, we take a side on certain issues. Yeah. But, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so we need to be very careful on what comes out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We have to be very careful to guard our heart and make sure that the words of our mouth and, and meditations of our heart are accepted in his sight and, and make sure that we're not entangled and, and making sure that we are, you know, they say, nowadays they say, stay woke. We have to stay yoked to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hmm. and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Well, that's right. I ask you to tell us about your ministry, the Apostolic Remnant. What is that? You, you just—I uh, mean, you just—you <laughs> just heard it. <laughs> oh, you no. hear the word? No, that's the no. Same. I'm, 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 I'm kind of kidding around a little bit, but is that the same as the Realtor Network? Uh, so no, so the way I would classify it is okay. Apostolic Remnant of Jesus Christ is our ministry. Okay. Our mission is Pulse. Our ministry. Oh, okay. Okay. Our ministry right. is Apostolic Remnant of Jesus Christ. Gotcha. And our mission is Pulse. People unify love and souls through evangelism. Okay. Okay. So you know, honestly. Like when it comes to names, you know, I mean, you know, it's, you got, you got to have a name to kind of classify yourself, you know, so people n know, you know, so we thought what better way to represent ourselves uh, other than apostolic, uh, we're apostolic, we model ourselves after the, the, the apostles, yeah. Jesus said, I pray for them only, but for them that will believe on me through their word. Yeah. That's what apostolic. And so we believe on him through their word. And, um, and so, uh, and then remnant, we're, we're a remnant. We, we, we remain after the falling away, after the, the, the going to the left and going to the right. Who remains but in the straight and narrow way but the remnant? Yes, that's the, right. You know, um, and, and, and we want to, we just, we, we desire to be vessels unto honor, sanctified meat for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. You know, that's what makes us just a remnant, just wanting to, um, really be used by the Lord um, and, and to be in his good, acceptable, perfect will and led by his spirit. And then, of course, you know, you got to have Jesus Christ in there. So, yeah. So your your ministry is basically an outreach ministry, like what you said y'all do with the homeless and then what you do with the realtors and then what you do with food and housing and the singing. And you're basically That's an all outreach ministry. That's right. That's right. Word. So, so, so preaching the gospel to the poor okay. and, and meeting the needs. visit. So, so like our, our ministry 
Our mission is all rooted in Luke 4, 18 and 19, James 1, 27, 2 Corinthians 8, 13, 14, and 15. Of course, the whole new covenant, I mean, but but those are those are the scriptures that I would really give anyone. And of course, Acts 2, 38, repent and be yeah. baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, arguably the, the most beautiful, precious um, verse in the whole Bible because it, it tells us two things that that it, that that are required of us. It, it's two things that we do, and then two things that He does, and all in one verse of Scripture. We repent and are baptized in the name of Jesus, and and He washes remits our sins and fills us with His Spirit. Yeah. What other verse Scripture in the Bible tells us two things that we do and two things that He does? And of course, the greatest of those two is our sins being washed away and being filled with his spirit. I mean, but that 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 verse is so um, circumvented, you know, um, on Bible tracks, on tracks that are handed out. It's so circumvented, but it's it is foundational for us. Well, let me ask you this, that church that you're so connected to up in New York. Do you ever see them anymore? Do you ever talk to them? I, I see them constantly right here and right here. Uh, absolutely. They're, um, and, and I'm, I'm not being cliche-ish or dramatic. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's our foundation. That's, that's where we come from. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's our family, um, in the Lord and our family just period. Um, and so no, we don't get a chance to see them too much. Um, physically, uh, the last time we were up there, was uh, my dad passed away last year and uh, a year a year ago a year ago and oh, uh, I'm sorry. September then we made it back up for um for Thanksgiving oh. um month late uh well two months later and um and so that was the last time we got to see them we we desire to uh, to make it up there um as soon as we possibly can yeah um, well, I'm, not in the, you, I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh, if you could talk to the church in America, what would you say to her? Like, uh, would you give a word of advice? Would you encourage her? What do you see coming? What would you say you have the floor? Um, I, I honestly would not, I would not steer away from, um, the, the scriptures the least bit. Um, I would go right to the church of Laodicea the words that Jesus Christ gave to the church of Laodicea. Um, he said, I would that ye were hot um, or cold. He said, um, but if thou art lukewarm, he said, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the church, um, uh, uh, I know that the church of America has become very lukewarm. Mm -hmm. And when I say lukewarm, they've adapted to, when I talked about things like the media, um, uh, Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, yeah. nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scorn, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And so my, so, so, I would look at what he says to the church of Laodicea. He says, I would that you were hot or cold. And um, you know he, de uh, he desires for us to be a faithful few on fire yeah. who are seeking after um, his word, standing on his word. I would say that um, we need every answer we give. Paul talks about being set for the defense of the gospel, having therefore obtained help from God. I continue to this day saying none other thing 
and that which was spoken of, of Moses and the prophets, and, and then, of course, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, we cannot get away from our foundation of yes. uh, repentance from dead works, faith towards God, baptisms, laying out of hands, resurrection yes. of the dead, eternal judgment. Then we could go on unto perfection. But I think much of the church has tried to go on unto some form of perfection without even having laid the foundation of repentance from dead works. Yes. Most, a lot of people don't, don't really know what it means to repent from dead works. And, and I, I, I cannot believe that so many in, in the church, in the believers, if you ask them, well, what is the gospel? But what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Many of them cannot even answer what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Yeah. You know, he shed his blood so that we could so so that we can now have communion and fellowship with our heavenly father yeah. because of witness in his death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It is sin that separated us from God. That's right. It is it is all of that sin that he took on in that one moment. In the book of Daniel it says it says uh uh, uh he he brings an end of sin. He brought an end of sin. He brings an everlasting righteousness. He was anointed the most holy. Um, he, he, he sealed up the vision and the prophecy. He made reconciliation for iniquity. Yeah. But people say, well, where, where there's still sin. They say there's, there, there, where's everlasting righteousness. It's in the kingdom. It's in the kingdom. It's not in the world. We're fighting a bat. We're fighting a battle. I told my daughter earlier, I said, we're fighting a battle. Um, um, for, we're, 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 we are fighting a battle in the in the devil's world. The God, the Bible says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that don't believe. Right. Bless the light of the. So we know that the, we know that the devil took Jesus up. This is some really hard word for when you start talking like this. I listen when I'm in that Uber and I'm talking to some people. They'll tell me where how they go to church and where they go to church. When I start talking like this, whew, I'll lose them real quick. Yeah. But you know, you can't, you can't hold back the truth. Um, the devil took Jesus up into a high mountain and said, all the kingdoms of this world will I give you if you bow down to worship. But we know Jesus did not bow down to worship him. Come on, amen. So whose, king, whose, whose kingdoms are these? Okay, in the, in the book of Revelation, chapter 11, it says, when the seventh trumpet sounds, the kingdoms of this world will be made the kingdoms of our God. Right. So if, if when the seventh trumpet sounds, the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God, then the kingdoms of this world are not. Jesus said one of the greatest truths in the scripture in John 16, one of the greatest truths, Jesus is talking to Pilate. He says, for this cause was I born, for this cause came I into the world, that I might bear witness to the truth. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then would my servants fight. And here's the problem. The servants are fighting, but they're fighting the wrong battle. So my word would be, start fighting the good fight of faith. Start fighting the good fight of yes, faith. Yes, Lord. Take the whole armor of God. Yes. That you may be able to stand Every in the evil morning. day of having done all to stand. The helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is yes. the word of God, and the shield of faith, wherewith we shall quench all the fiery darts yeah. of the wicked. Yes. Isn't that what people are concerned with? Aren't they concerned with the fiery darts of the wicked? Aren't they concerned with racism, yeah. injustice? Yeah. Aren't they concerned with um, abortion? Aren't they concerned with murder? Aren't they concerned with crime and violent crime? Isn't that what people are concerned with? Yeah. People are living in fear. Fear is a fiery dart. How do we quench it? With the shield of Faith with the shield of faith. 
This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Where do we get faith from? With, uh, it says, uh, how can you believe without a preacher? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes. That's right. How do we build up our faith? But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. The simplicity that is in Christ. Hearing the word, believing the word, trusting in him, leaning on him. He said, peace I give you, not as the world gives, give I peace unto right, you. Right. Let not your heart be troubled. People are looking for it in the world. You know, and I, I find more and more people talking about influencing culture. We know that once we get saved, we know that everything around us starts to change. Yes. When I got saved in college, of course, my grades went up. I was a better student. And, and you know, I was, I was uh, a better neighbor to my neighbors. All of that is, is residual. Yeah. But we're not called to influence culture. We're called to a, even a much higher calling than that. That does, of course, trickle down. Yeah. But our calling is so much greater than that. It's a calling unto glory and virtue. Isaiah 43, 7 says, I've created you for my glory. And herein is the Father glorified that we bear much fruit. And so, church. Return to your first works. Yes. Return to your first love. love. Yes, Lord. The author and finish of our faith. Have compassion for the brethren. Yes. It says, remember that are in bond. Remember them that are in bonds as being bound with them, and those who suffer adversity as being also in the body. So we have to. Uh, we lack in the the American church. The believers in America lack compassion. Yeah. They lack compassion. We need to feel what our believers overseas who are hazarding their lives for the gospel's sake, for his name's sake. We have to feel what they feel. We have to feel it in our bodies. And that will that will compel us to go out and preach the gospel. We have more freedom than anyone else to go out and preach the gospel. Yeah. To the poor, to the broken, to heal the broken. Yeah. We have full access. Nothing is stopping us. Right. But we right. are not nothing is stopping us, but we ourselves. So, so really, we got to get back to the old path where is the good way. We got to go back to our first love. We got to hear the Father's heartbeat. We got to listen to what is He saying, and it's nothing different from what's in His Word. It's His Spirit and His Word. By two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie, and that is His His Word and His Spirit. By by Himself and His Word, He you know, and so we just have to trust and believe in God's Word. And be led by his spirit. And he's well, I tell you what, this is perfect timing because all these interviews I've been doing this past week is all saying the same thing just about. It's calling the church out. Going out, yes. going back out, evangelizing, ministering, loving. Uh, I really appreciate you being with us tonight. I would love it if you would let us pray for you. Oh, absolutely. Thank okay, you so look, much. Bride, all the guests that we have on the broadcast, Bride Time Live, we pray for them and we ask that the bride across the world, that you come into agreement with me. Now, let me tell you, brother, not only are, is this live tonight, but this will go up on our website, watb.tv, and this will be released later into a radio show. So this will be reached all over the world. So, Brian, I don't care when you're listening to this broadcast, bow your head with us right now and let's pray for this husband and wife team uh, for the vision that God has given them. Okay, Lord, we just come before your presence right now and we 
Thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to minister tonight together with my brother, Lord. And I thank you for all the things that you have called him to do, Lord, all the greatness that's on the inside. Lord, we thank you that you brought him out of Catholicism and brought him into the truth, Lord, and that you have revealed yourself to him. And now he sees the beauty of your holiness, Lord, and he understands uh, the compassion for others, Lord. We just give you praise for what you have done in him and Janelle, Lord. We thank you for this marriage, Lord. We ask that you bind this marriage closer together than it's ever been, Lord, expanding their territory, expanding their vision. Lord, we thank you for all the things that you have downloaded into them, Lord, and we, as your bride, partner with heaven today that all of that that you have downloaded will come to pass in jesus name that all of the vision that they have acquired from heaven that they would get all the tools they need all the strategies they need all of the finances they need the intercessors they need the favor that they need the favor with the government the favor with the city of charlotte the outreaches i see a tent i see an outreach with tents uh lord that you would bless them with all of the the greatness of this vision lord that it would come to pass lord nothing is impossible with you and the bride we partner with heaven today that all of it will come to pass in jesus name and lord for janelle lord we pray for her being his wife Lord, we pray healing on her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And Lord, we just pray healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And Lord, we declare today that all of her heart's desires will come to pass as a woman. Whatever those heart's desires, Lord, if she is raising five and six children, Lord, that is so demanding. And especially when they begin to get older and they have all these needs and it, it pulls on her as a woman. Lord, you know all the different hats that she has to wear as a woman. Uh, being a mother and a wife and a sister and a, a friend and a counselor and a taxi cab driver and all the different things that she goes through, Lord. I just pray, God, that you fit every hat that she wears perfectly on her beautiful head, Lord, and that she would have all of her heart's desires in her lifetime. And Lord, I pray that her prayers over her children, I'm saying this prophetically, Janelle, because God has given me a gift to pray over my children, and he gives me dreams and warnings, and I get up and I warfare in the middle of the night, and that's what I'm praying for you, Janelle, that God would make Janelle the watchman on the wall over her children, that she would be the gate that the enemy cannot cross that line when it comes to Janelle, Lord, increase her prophetic uh, understanding, Lord, uh, increasing her dreams. And I just thank you, Lord. I speak encouragement into her life tonight, Lord. Strengthen her body and help her with those children, Lord. Those children that sing, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to watch their vocal cords and to keep, to uh, protect their vocal cords, Lord. And I pray that you give them supernatural songs. I pray, Lord, that you open up the doors for them to sing in places that their minds could never even imagine. 
I see like a stadium. I see them like singing um, like the national anthem or, you know, something, something so grand. Uh, I mean, nothing is impossible with you, Lord, not a thing. And I pray that this family will never put limits on you, Lord, that they will say, God, you take us as far as possible as you could imagine taking us. And, Lord, I, we partner with that today, Lord, and we thank you for this family. Lord, I pray for their finances. I pray, Lord, you give them donors, people that would partner with them. Uh, I pray, Lord, that as he is considering the homeless and he is helping to provide their need with the homeless, that you would give this family the most beautiful home that they could ever imagine. Lord, a, a place that they could just say only God could give us something like this, Lord. And I thank you that they have the heart to see, that they see the homeless. Lord, you know, that's part of my heart too. And they're not expecting you to give them millions. They just want love. They just want people to look at them and say, I see you. And that is what they do. They see these people. And so, Lord, I pray for their vision of having all these little tiny homes and the number 12 and all the different things that he said, this strategy. I pray, Lord, that you give them 12 times 12 times 12. Lord. That it would be expanded beyond belief, Lord. And I, and I just feel to say all this because... Uh, God is downloading into the bride of Christ in these past few years. He has given the, the leaders uh, solutions to problems. And Lord, it is not too late for us to bring those solutions to the table in our country, in our lifetime. Because Lord, you gave them to these leaders such as him and his wife for a reason, for such a time as this. And we partner with heaven that it will come to pass in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you so much for all that you're doing. And we declare over Charlotte, North Carolina, yes. that the atmosphere would change to where people would say, because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this city is known. Come on now. Not for the party and not for the satanic deeds being done in that city but that charlotte north carolina shall be known as a place of god's presence and a place of open heavens and a place of revival and a place where many ministries are just thriving and lord we partner with that today in jesus mighty name we come in agreement with heaven over all the spiritual warfare that's taking place over that city and over the state of north carolina we proclaim tonight freedom over North Carolina, deliverance over that state and over that land in Jesus' name, Lord. Pulling the ministries together in unity, Lord. Uh, coming together to proclaim that land for Jesus. And we just thank you and give you praise. And thank you, Lord, for this ministry that is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I see greatness over you, brother. I see, yeah, oh, hallelujah. I just see like, 
like there's it's like a limitless like there's just no end to uh the possibilities entrepreneurship that's the word that is the word mm -hmm. entrepreneurship to god be the glory yes it's gonna be him doing it for sure yes opening doors absolutely that no man could shut yes and i pray that over all your children Thank you, Jesus. Yes. That they would all, you know, dream big like that. Yes. Now, yes. Brother, would you pray for me going to D.C. next week, uh, moving yeah. there and relocating? And then, if you would pray for the bride, we would be really honored. Yes, ma'am. Lord God, we just come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh, Lord God, I, I thank you for the way you work, Lord God. I yes. thank you for your hand and the way it moves and your timing that is so perfect lord god i thank you lord god for fellowship with dr june while we've never met oh lord god uh face to face uh lord god i thank you lord god that you made a way for us to connect um that we fellowship uh one with another you said if we walk in the light as you are in the light we will have fellowship one with another and i thank you for it don't take it for granted I thank you, Lord God, for her desire, for her spirit to edify um, the body of Christ. Um, you, you know, in your word, it says to seek to excel to the edifying of the church. And based on her testimony that she shared with me a few nights ago, you've given her a heart, Lord God, uh, to to encourage the body of Christ, to encourage the bride and and to edify the bride and build up the, the body of Christ and to to bring saints together um uh for your glory lord yeah. god and for your kingdom's sake and i pray that you protect her you. and protect her mind and protect her heart lord god from all the powers of the enemy i pray that you watch over her and continue to keep her in in the vision that you've given her lord yeah. god and that you watch over her and all of her family that you will watch over her in her transition yeah. to washington dc lord yeah. god we know that there are Great battles taking place everywhere, Lord God. And, and every time we try to do good, Lord God, we know that there's going to be a fight. And I pray, Lord God, that you just give her a mind to be armed with your armor, with the yeah. whole armor of God. Pray the whole armor of God on her, Lord God, and that she will just go in faith, trusting and believing and never doubting, no matter yes. what happens, no matter what takes place. Because in your word, it says that, that if you begun a good work in us, that you will perform it into the yeah. day of Jesus Christ. You've given her a good work to perform, Lord God. And I pray that you'll see it through to the end, Lord God. That you'll just have a hedge round about her. That you'll bring her around the right people that yeah. you would have her to be around. That you'll keep her from anybody who has hidden motives and agendas. Yeah. But you'll, you'll help her to inquire those who are worthy, Lord God, for, for, for your cause, Lord God. For your yeah. kingdom's oh. sake, Lord God. That as she goes to Washington, D.C., you'll put her around the right people, Lord yeah. God. Those who you would have her to be in contact with. Yeah. Uh, those who you would have her to benefit. And those who you would have to benefit her, Lord God, um, for, for your kingdom's sake, Lord God. Yeah. So I just pray that you, you, you continue to watch over her in her mission and in her vision, Lord God. And once again, thank you for, um, for putting us together. Yeah. And, and, and I pray lord god as as we continue to um to walk lord god that that um you'll continue to uh align us and and 
and show us and teach us that what we are to uh, exactly do um, for our ministry. I do not take it lightly. We said that, that when we, we began in ministry, especially with the girls sing, that we would build it on humility and gratitude. Yeah. I am so humbled and I am so grateful for her taking the time, Lord God, for her taking the time for little old us, mm. Lord God, for taking the time for little old us to give us a voice, Lord God, uh, to, to, to share with the people, Lord God. And most the voice we thank you uh, most of all for is your voice. Help us to hear your voice more than ever, ever before you said that your sheep will hear your voice and the voice of a stranger they will not hear. Block out. Every voice of every stranger from yes, her ear, from our ears, Lord God, and just help us to see your vision more clearly and just to be led by your spirit and to hear your voice. There is nothing sweeter than to hear your voice in our ears, Lord God, and yes. in our spirit and in our hearts, Lord God. I pray that you will continue to help Dr. June to hear your voice yes. louder and more clearly than ever before as she makes this this huge leap and this huge move uh, of faith, Lord God. Yes. Once again, I thank you for her, Lord God. We just want to glorify you right now for who you are, the yes, King of Kings, Lord. And the Lord of Lords. We want to thank you for the name that is above every name. Yes. The name of Jesus, every knee will bow and tongue confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. We thank you that you've given us a name which is above every name, Lord God. And we just want to thank you for the name of yeah. Jesus that cleanses us from all sins. We want to thank you for taking us from death to life, Lord God. We want to thank you for the preaching of the cross and for the gospel that we are not ashamed yeah. for. The, the power of God unto salvation to all those that believe. We want to thank you, Lord God, for entrusting us with your spirit and with your power, Lord God, to be witnesses of you. In these last and evil days, have your way in Dr. June's life. Have your way in our lives and all those who are listening, Lord God. Help them, Lord God, to hear your voice. Speak to them, yeah. Lord God. Lord. We're praying for souls to be saved and to come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Yes. We thank you. We thank you. We count it all done. We glorify you, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, brother. You have a good night. God bless you. Do we have to end this? <laughs> Do Bye, Janelle. Hey, Janelle. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. June. Yeah, Janelle was praying with you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I know. I know. She She's in there. And I don't know if you know, when you about prayed about healing, did, did she tell you about... Um, her, uh, I, I'm not, I don't sensationalize stuff whatsoever, but did she share with you today about her headache or anything like that? Okay. Cause she was struggling, um, with that, with a headache in there. I, when I took my, uh, daughter and, uh, son, I had to leave to go back to the store Aww. and, um, really wanted my daughter to stay to, to give her a little head massage to make her head feel better. She was Aww. struggling with a headache. So when you were praying that, I, I thought in my mind, I wonder if Janelle had told her about that. <laughs> so you, were definitely, uh, you were definitely led to, to pray for, for healing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, God That's... is good. I appreciate getting to know you tonight. Likewise. Thank you so much for the time and the yeah. opportunity. And we'll look forward to, uh, to the next time.
Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, praise the Lord. All right, bye-bye.